0: Hey everybody, before I start today's show, here is a word from our sponsor. Are you looking to improve your health but you don't know where to start? Well, Nourish by Nature Made offers a 5-minute quiz to remove the guesswork from your vitamin regimen. Backed by 45 years of science, Nature Made is the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand, so you can trust them to help you find supplements that are right for you. Visit nourish.com to create your personalized vitamin package today. That's N-U-R-I-S-H dot com. Welcome
1: to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Ben Greenfield, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. As I record this episode, I'm just a couple days out from having crossed the finish line of a hot, humid, and extremely difficult race called Ironman Hawaii, which you may be familiar with as being on TV as the Hawaii Ironman World Championships. Well, for nearly 20 minutes after crossing that finish line, I laid exhausted and short of breath in the medical tent, where I was told that I was experiencing a quote-unquote highly irregular heart rate. This isn't the first time I've felt my heart skip a beat or feel funny during exercise. Recently, in a chapter of a book that I wrote entitled Beyond Training, and you can actually download that chapter for free over at beyondtrainingbook.com, I described how during long workouts leading up to my training for Ironman Hawaii, I occasionally experienced a phenomenon called PVC, or premature ventricular contraction, in which the heart's electrical activity becomes slightly abnormal during physical exertion. In extreme endurance athletes, such as marathoners and Ironman triathletes, these type of heart issues have even caused death. For example, distance runner Micah True, better known for his role as Caballo Blanco in the book Born to Run, died during a trail run. And the cause was found to be cardiomyopathy due to an enlarged heart, which is a common phenomenon among athletes. True was just one example of seasoned endurance athletes in particular who have experienced sudden fatal cardiac episodes during exercise. Marathoner Ryan Shea and Ironman triathlete Steve Larson are others, and more recently, professional Ironman triathlete Torborn Simbali was forced into unexpected retirement due to premature wearing of a part of his heart called the bicuspid valve. Now, I list many other examples in an article that I'll link to in the show notes over at Quick and Dirty Tips. The name of that article is Are Endurance Sports Unhealthy? And it appears over at bengreenfieldfitness.com.
0: I want to tell you about today's sponsor, the FitTrack Dara Smart Scale. FitTrack gives you in depth insights on your fitness progress to help you reach your goals. The Dara Smart Scale measures 17 health metrics, including BMI, hydration, muscle mass, and a whole lot more, and it syncs with the free FitTrack app.
1: Now, the title of this episode that you're listening into right now is called Is Exercise Bad for Your Heart? But, of course, the last thing that I want to do is scare you away from exercising. After all, in a generally sedentary and increasingly unhealthy and obese society, the last thing most people need to hear is that exercise could kill them. But it is important to at least be aware of the latest research about whether exercise is bad for your heart or your body, how much exercise is too much, and how to know if your heart is healthy enough for exercise. The reason that I decided to record this episode for you was because this week, a study was released in the Canadian Journal of Cardiology. In the study, a group of recreational marathon runners were observed to undergo significant damage to their heart muscles after a strenuous race. Now wait, don't go calling all your marathoning friends or canceling your entry into the local 5K. And here's why. These effects were found to be both temporary and reversible. But the researchers warned that these potentially dangerous effects are definitely more widespread in less fit exercisers, and that recreational distance runners should be sure to prepare properly for the rigors of something like a marathon. The professor who oversaw the study summed it up like this. Although no permanent injury was observed in this group of runners, the findings suggest that there may be a minimum fitness level needed beyond which the heart can bounce back from the strain of training and running a long race. Furthermore, these results emphasize the need for proper preparation before recreational distance runners engage in a marathon race. So, although it may seem obvious, the main takeaway is this. Don't jump into a hard exercise session, workout, or race for which you're inadequately prepared. By pushing too far outside your comfort zone, you could indeed put yourself into a situation where exercise could be bad for your heart not only do you not need to be scared away from exercise, but you should actually take comfort in the fact that it can make you live longer. In the episode called Is Running Bad For You, I describe how a large study showed regular jogging to increase the life expectancy of men by 6.2 years and women by 5.6 years. And in that same episode, I compare exercise to alcohol intake, pointing out the fact that while there is significant research to show that Drinking too much or running too much could actually be dangerous for you, the occasional glass of red wine or moderate amounts of jogging appear to significantly extend your life. Ultimately, exercising more than 90 minutes a day is where the law of diminishing returns seems to kick in. At that point, you're not doing any additional benefits to yourself. And instead, you are indeed risking joint breakdown or heart stress. And it simply doesn't make sense unless you're a professional athlete, a bodybuilder, you really, really enjoy spending lots of time in a gym, or you've decided that you want to cross the finish line of something like an Ironman triathlete, and you're willing to accept that it might not be the best thing for your body. In the episode, Can You Exercise Too Much?, which I'll link to in the show notes over at quickanddirtytips.com, I also give you a few quick tips to know if you're overdoing exercise, including one you're always sore or you get injured frequently. Two, you have trouble sleeping or you're constantly fatigued during the day. Three, your morning resting heart rate gets consistently higher. Or four, you sacrifice family, work, or personal obligations to exercise instead. Now, Just in case you may be interested in determining whether or not you've actually done any damage to your heart, if you've ever engaged in significant, excessive, or strenuous exercise in the past, here is what you can do. Just three weeks ago, I went into my local cardiac facility and underwent two procedures that you could easily do in your local hospital or cardiac center. Now, unfortunately, unless you've been diagnosed with heart issues by your physician, you'll probably need to pay the majority of costs for these tests out of pocket but they might be worth the peace of mind for you. The two tests were, one, an exercise electrocardiogram, also known as a stress ECG, which provides information about how your heart responds to exertion. It usually involves walking on a treadmill and then eventually running or pedaling a stationary bike at increasing levels of difficulty while your heart's electrical activity, heart rate, and blood pressure are monitored. This test is good at detecting the kind of arrhythmias or PVCs that I described earlier. And then there's also what's called a transthoracic echocardiogram, which is a heart test similar to an X-ray, but without the radiation. This procedure uses the same technology used to evaluate a baby's health before birth, aka an ultrasound. A handheld device called a transducer is placed on your chest, and this transmits high-frequency sound waves which bounce off the heart structures, producing images and sounds on a screen... That can be used by a doctor or diagnostician to detect heart damage, wall thickness, heart size, valve function, or significant amounts of scarring. This test will only show areas of serious damage, not the less significant mild scarring you may have from endurance exercise, but it's also a a less fancy procedure that you're going to be more likely to be able to find easily available to you. Now, although there are certainly fancier, more expensive procedures, if you do these two tests, you'll find out most of what you need to know about your heart. In my case, it turned out that, sure, I do indeed have a few electrical abnormalities that creep up during extreme exercise, but it also turns out they're nothing out of the ordinary. And according to the cardiac physician who oversaw my test, it turns out that nearly everybody's heart jumps around just a bit once they get up to very high levels of exertion. Now, I understand that you may have more questions about whether exercise is bad for your heart. So you can leave your comments, your thoughts, and your questions over at facebook.com getfitguy. And until next time, this has been Greenfield, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit.